Welcome to the I-80 Club Saturday Night After Dark Special Primetime Edition Nebraska bye week and what I am calling the most anticipated bye week in Nebraska football history. How did you feel this morning when you woke up and you looked at the schedule and you're going down to see who Nebraska plays and you're like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And then you see bye week and all of a sudden your eyes light up and all of a sudden you say, I'm not going to be emotionally unstable today. I am going to be pleasant to my family today. I am going to be productive throughout the course of the day, but I'm also going to enjoy college football. And for me, that is exactly what happened during the course of this day. And we are here to talk about that. We are here to watch games. We are here to discuss what's going on uh, in the world of Nebraska football. And for those of you who are listening to this now, I'm, I'm going to tell our current our current audience here on Discord, the people who are already members, that we are going to, after this is over, and you're not going to get to hear this, non-members, but we are going to go over to a uh, a special watch party where we're going to put games on, we're going to hang out, we're going to watch them. Uh, the second half of Ohio State, Wisconsin, Kansas State, Oklahoma. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. By the time you hear this, you're going to know what happened in those games, but we're going to do that. And if you ask our members, that's it's one of the most fun things that we do here on the i80 club and i welcome in my co-founder of the i80 club and a man who's been very busy this afternoon he didn't even know what happened at the 230 games mr josh peterson good morning josh good mo- good after good wow. evening mo- i get so in the habit of saying good morning it's been 16 years of saying good morning to people uh-huh i remember one of the first times john was uh was a, a, a new co-worker of mine and now he hadn't been on a a certain show in many many years and and he said we'll be right back here on sports nightly and it's like john you got fired from that show like a decade ago that's garbage he skipped over my show wow exactly he didn't even say what was it lnk today or no that was afterwards it was jack and john in the morning yeah yeah so he didn't even do that he skipped that way back into the into the steve peterson era very 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 glad i employ such an important spot in his mind yeah uh, exactly so but yeah i I missed the two. I missed the end of the two thirty games. I didn't realize that, like because I, I know I know that Minnesota dominated when I left home. They were up seventeen oh nothing. I figured gosh. as much. We're um, we're gonna have to do fifteen minutes on Minnesota today. At yeah, some point. I did. Yeah, I, I have a tweet that I think is going to trigger you. I will read that. When oh we get God! To, uh, when we Josh get to loves PJ Fleck. He loves uh, him. He's his favorite. Yeah, he record, wants Josh only wants PJ Fleck to be hired at Nebraska. He's like uh, uh, Fleck is Josh's Urban Meyer for the weird Urban Meyer people. Uh, yes, that, that's yes, that's a good way. That. I you know what? I, I'm going to lean into this on the show next week. So I know that they won. Um, I saw that that uh, Florida. I think they got a backdoor cover. Is that what what happened there? But I didn't know, and so I casually mentioned to you right before we started recording. I said, "Yeah, I have no idea what happened in the two thirty games outside of Minnesota." And you go, "Oh, so you don't know what happened in Texas, Texas Tech?" And then you had the most evil, <laughs> this evil laugh, and I go, "Oh, well, I guess I know now what happened in the in the Texas, Texas Tech game." It was funny because it, it was funny because when Texas. Uh, almost beat Alabama. I kept saying this is going to be even more hilarious if Texas wins this game, and then they inevitably lose a game in Ames or Lawrence uh, mm-hmm. or or wherever. Turns out it was Lubbock. Uh, but but Texas Amazing. Tech for for I, I think everybody but you probably saw it. Texas Tech um, they had the ball down three with like a minute and change left, 
And okay. they had a fourth down at midfield. And you guys correct me if I don't get the details right, but it's like an oral history of this game already. Uh, nice. they, they had a fourth down at midfield, like fourth and not like not fourth and short, like fourth and four. And they went for it, which basically was we get this, we win, we don't get this, we lose. And they got it after their quarterback was really being pressured. They got it. They go down, they get a field goal with like, I don't know, 20, 25 seconds left. It looks like they win. Texas inexplicably gets a wide open receiver right by the sideline for like a 40-yard pass, gets out of bounds, gets one more pass in uh, to take the clock down to like two seconds, makes the field goal, sends it into overtime. Texas gets the ball first. Bijan Robinson fumbles it on the first play. Oh, and Texas no. Tech and Texas Tech ah. just plays it conservative and they go and they get the field goal and they win. They, they beat Texas. So, man, that would suck to lose that way. Yeah, it was tied on the fourth down. I think, did I not say that? Yeah, it was tied at that point. God, Sorry Texas, if I said that man, wrong. they're losing that. like Nebraska this year. That's yeah. brutal. Yeah. So, Texas, God. not back. Not, not back. Ba- oh, Texas, sorry, not Turns back. Turns out you not know, back. It, that Alabama, it, that was fool's gold. Yeah, it. you know what stinks? And look, I, I don't like Texas. Um, I, I definitely don't hate them like everybody else does, but I don't like them. But, man, I in hindsight, I am so – I guess I felt in the moment, too – I feel like this season was so close to teetering on the edge of, like, true greatness because Texas almost beat Alabama, and today Wake almost beats Clemson. And it's like, you want to talk about a couple of games that could have really just changed the picture of the 2022 season. Those results oh. really could have changed. And so it kind of stinks that, like, no. Bama's undefeated, Clemson's Hold on. undefeated. Clemson. I, just, I, want, I want 2007, re, you know, Redux. I want, I'm, want I'm going to challenge stuff. you on one thing. Clemson's okay. still gonna. Clemson's still gonna Definitely. lose. There, I mean, that's not. Yeah, that's not Clemson, yeah. right? Yeah. That that win. A yeah. uh, couple of quick updates here. Ohio State. Uh, sorry if this is a spoiler. Ohio State just scored. So twenty-one nothing, pending the extra Kansas point. Kansas State just scored, and and Adrian just took it in. Yep. And so Oklahoma. Yep. Please don't let Kansas State beat Oklahoma. Oh no! Oh, can you imagine the tweets? Can you it was imagine? Also, the it was also like my pick of the night for my. Uh, for entertainment only gambling purposes was Oklahoma. I rode that hard, like Ooh. eleven points. Felt way yeah. low. I like. I'm with you, by the way. I, I like Oklahoma to uh, to get this win in cover. Do you, do you still? Yeah, yeah. We have right. plenty of time. Oh, and Miami lost. Oh, Miami, Miami lost. Oh, by, Miami. Lo- they did lose. They lost to Middle Tennessee oh, State. I think by multiple loss. scores. Last I saw, I think they were down 38 to 24. Oh, Iowa with a fumble recovery for a uh-huh. score. Oh god. Uh-huh. Okay, we got this. Ah. Okay. We're uh, I'm going to have a hard time talking. Oh, I'm just re- At this point it's dumb cuz I could watch these games, but I'm just sitting in the chat watching you guys update me on these games. Uh which is hilarious, but um yeah. Yeah. So, anything else you want to say Josh today? Let while we're already talking about other games. What's yeah. going on now? Uh, anything else that kind of stuck out? The parts that you did see today that stuck out to you, or you think is worth discussing? Or... And we're save, we're saving the PJ Flex stuff. We can do. Uh, I don't care. We can do it now. Okay, here's a tweet from Todd. I got this. This is a couple hours old, so I apologize, Todd, uh, for not seeing it earlier. I was doing family stuff. He says, "Too bad the coach that would likely work out the best already is coaching in the Big Ten West, even with his silly ass shtick." Of course. He is referring to one P.J. Fleck. Thoughts? I I agree that his uh, shtick is silly ass, number one. Yes, yes, yes. I agree with that. I mean, okay, I, I will give you this on him. I'll give you this on him. He's a good coach? Uh, no, calm down. 
I will give you this on him. He would come in and do what so many Nebraska fans want in terms of what the offense is, right? Yep. That yeah. offense that offense is sort of the the wet dream of a lot of Nebraska fans. <laughs> yep. Uh I don't run the ball, big offensive line. And I don't know like I don't know Josh like I, and I don't think they're I don't think he's really a, a candidate so I don't think this is Me neither, a, for the a record, relevant discussion. But like yeah. could I could I embrace that as my own when I disdain it when he he's he's not the coach of the of team that I root could. for? Probably. Of course, but like, you, am I being would, a hypocrite? People, him. Like, he hates everybody else. He talks shit to everybody. You would love PJ Fleck. Would I? Am I a Fle- yes? Am I a Fleck guy in principle? Do you think? Yes, you are a Fleck guy. He's he's like <laughs> every fan on a message board, and that that if you're one of our own, we love you, and if you're the opposition, we can't stand you. People around here, if let's pretend, let's pretend there's a world where PJ Fleck, for whatever reason, is at Western Michigan, and then he comes to Nebraska. This fan base would love it. They'd be defending him at every turn. Can I? But I still get to hate. I just want to make clear. I want to stand my ground. I've had to stand my ground on disliking other teams a lot lately. It's a right that I feel like people are coming to try and take from me uh, when Nebraska is bad. I will continue as long as he's at Minnesota, and I think he'll continue to be at Minnesota. Even if what you're saying is true about me, mm-hmm. I still I still stand my ground on him as it stands right now. It, it, just flat out disdain. Okay. Fair. I'm just staking my flag. I'm putting my flag in the ground right now. Yeah, I'm Good just saying. If God, you, Ohio if State is coach. You'd, you'd love him. Ohio State. Wisconsin's terrible. Nebraska's gonna kill him. Okay, let's settle down. <laughs> Thank. Hey, here, here's the silver lining of this season. Thank God Nebraska's not playing Ohio State. Can you imagine? Yeah. That'd be a disaster. I mean, um, was probably anyway, but Minnesota, for, for obviously everybody probably knows this by now. If you listen on the podcast, you really know it. Uh, Minnesota killed Michigan State. Did they end yeah, up shutting them out? Last. Was it a shutout after all? No, they, I think they won 34 to 7. I watched a little bit of that. Um, t- turns out Tanner Morgan, I mean, I guess I guess the theory is, Josh, you keep a quarterback, the same quarterback in, keep playing him for 11 years. At some point, he starts to get good. Yeah, I Just mean, when, sheerly when, when, on experience. Yeah, when your quarterback's as old as Russell Wilson, I mean, you're doing some good things as a college football program. You're doing some good things. Do you want to hear something that'll blow? I, I, I mean, everybody knows this, but I want to. Say, I told it to my son today. Tanner Morgan played in the 2018 game that was Scott Frost's first win. Oh Lord, <laughs> jeez. I mean, that makes sense, right? Like Adrian's playing right now, and he played in that, that in that. I game. guess that's I guess true. But you know who did a good job in that game? Divino Zigbo. <laughs> yeah right yeah the stupid covet eligibility man like I, when i I'll, I'll call some of these soccer matches and they'll they'll be like sixth or seventh year players and it's like what is this what is this why does youtube tv not have their grid screen up yet that frustrates me Do, were you doing fo- i think it is um and by the way texas what? a&m is just about to tie it. they're gonna return it like 100 yards i think though jack you have to have an apple tv box which you oh, keep making God. fun of me for having when i bring it up yeah. every week 
That wait, why would YouTube TV do that? Make it only compatible with Apple? That's that what sounds, Fubo does. I don't know. That Fubo only does the quad box with the no. Apple box. YouTube I brought I brought in the one from our bedroom into no. my office tonight so I could have four games. I, I I don't think YouTube's is available yet. I think you just I think what you're saying. I saw is, no, I saw I saw I thought I saw a comment earlier today that it's that it's working. The Apple know. products like that are just overpriced compared to everything else in the market. I'm not doing it. Dude, Fine. it I, look, I, I I understand. Like I I'm an now I'm an Apple boy, so basically all my things are Apple. And I get that. Like $200 for this box. I mean, was that a lot of money? Sure. But man, it works so seamlessly and it and it's really cool cuz we have two of them. And so the one in our bedroom connects to the one in our living room. Yeah. So, you know, if we pause the show, we can move room to room and we're yeah. good to go. I mean, uh, compare that though but like it also the hardware is good. So like my Roku, like those things after like three months, they were garbage. Like this thing is sweet. It's yeah, but great. the other thing is Roku and Amazon are just laying their sticks out on the street for you to pick up for free. I hate, I hate, dude. I hate Fire Sticks. Those things are horrible. They're so laggy. I have an Amazon Fire TV. It's fine. It's okay. It's yeah, fine. They're just so laggy. One that one, I don't have a stick. But it's, it's I'm, all, nice. I'm an all Roku house. Everything. Now the problem with Roku is I lose all my remotes constantly, including tonight. So oh, dude, you'd lose the Apple one. This thing is tiny. I lose the remotes constantly, so I have to go to the app, remote. which is way less. Uh, it's it's more of a pain. Like I'm, I still haven't switched off this Ohio State game, and I probably won't because I don't have the remote, and it's driving me insane. Oh, good lord, dude! It's a horrible game. The, the Arkansas Texas A and M game. I think that might be where it's at tonight. I just, you know, I don't know. Well, I, actually, I want Oklahoma Kansas State probably. I probably should switch. That. Oh yeah, that'll be. I think that'll be solved. Uh, okay, okay, so here's what happened in Arkansas, real fast. Uh, Texas A and M was on defense. Arkansas was just about to score, and I think they fumbled it. I missed the beginning of the turnover. Well, then the guy from Texas A&M is running down. He's about to get tackled. One of his teammates steals the ball from him, and he takes it, and he goes like 50 more yards, and he scores a touchdown. But then they had a bad snap on the extra point, and so they're still down by a point. Very strange. Texas A&M has had a dramatic... Nebraska, yes, a dramatic year. Texas A&M has had a a different sort of dramatic year of of a roller coaster here uh, with them so far. Yeah. Uh, all right, I switched over to K State now, Clem. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay, do that. Nice. Good. You f- I'm happy you found your. Remote. All right. Any uh, so uh, Minnesota is the is the West. I mean, with what we've seen with Wisconsin for 15 minutes of this game, Minnesota's the odds-on favorite. They're the front runner for the West, like bar none. It's not even a discussion now, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, here if if they don't win the West, something is going horribly wrong for them. Like they have to. In, like they have to win. Do they right? have? Like they I want to look at their schedule. Do they get Ohio State? Do they get Michigan? I'm looking it up right now because I'm curious about this. Um, so they get uh, Purdue. Looks like they get Purdue next uh, at home. They go to Illinois. They go to Penn State. They've got Rutgers. They come here. They've got Northwestern. They got Iowa, and they have Wisconsin. Wait, they don't get either of them. Wow. Are you kidding me? That's a nice sketch. Crown them. Crown them right now. It's Crown done. Them. It's Crown done. Them. Minnesota, Says Ohio State in Indianapolis. It's over. Wow. How did they not get either of them? Good for them. Oh, shut up. Don't say that. That's not good for them. <laughs> Purdue's going to beat them now. Aiden O'Connell's out tonight for Purdue, by the way. Oh, is he really? Yeah. I don't know, it's some kind of an injury, but crap, they're going to win. They'll probably win that. They'll probably beat Illinois until they go to Penn State on October 22nd. That'll probably be big big noon Saturday, won't it? They look kind of average right now. Penn State, did you watch the Auburn game? 
absolutely murdered. No, him. no, I, I'm in like every game, not Auburn. They look, they look really awkward. <laughs> okay, I didn't see much today, but yeah, I was. I thought Sean yeah. Clifford was back. Jeez, they're seriously gonna go. Yeah, uh, Minnesota had to lose this game for this not to get. This is a bold thing to say this early and still in September, but if Minnesota didn't lose that game, uh, it's it's almost done in the West. Jeez, sure. I mean, look, they 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 just are the team that looks good, and nobody else looks good That's right true. now. And so I, maybe it's it's a little hyperbolic to say this on September twenty fourth, but as long as they don't suffer any injuries, I I thought that they were the best team in the West coming into the year, but now I think that they are not just by virtue of themselves, but also by virtue of the rest of the division. God, like, if goes. they don't if they don't win, it something is really going horribly wrong on their end with injuries. Or, like, they're falling apart in a way that I just don't foresee happening. Or I guess somebody else gets good, and I obviously yeah, don't see that happening. Yeah, I agree. K-State's in, in, I hate this term, but I'm going to say it, in plus territory. When did that become a thing, and what does it even mean exactly? Plus, plus territory? territory? Is that just on the other side you, of the 50? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you you know, you're on the opposition's 49-yard line. You're in plus God, territory. God, they're going to score. They might Jeez! Oh, God, no! Every team Nebraska loses to Josh. It's been uncanny this year. It really has. How been. every it team really Nebraska, or even beats in North Dakota's case, every team they lose is like the worst team imaginable in every game after that. Yeah. It's, it's so it, dude, It's been a weird year, like for for those types of results. Where I mean, there's a couple of teams that's like pulled an upset and then they've taken care of business. Uh, like, for example, App State today, they took care of business after last week wasn't an upset, but they won on a Hail Mary, and a lot of people were picking against them today. But then there have been some of these other teams that, like, they get a really nice win, and then they just have a strange meltdown, you know, a week yeah. later. And, I mean, again, it's still early, but the thing that I'm blown away by is that Oklahoma's offense hasn't done anything yet. Like, I think their yeah. defense is going to be had this year at times, but, like, come on, what is their offense doing? Yeah. Adrian's helmet doesn't even look like a football helmet. I don't like those new helmets, man. They look like race car helmets. That was weird. Yeah, I don't like those helmets. That's bizarre. Um, Okay, so I wanted to ask you. So one of the games we didn't talk about, Kansas did take care of business against Duke, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, I I know Duke beat Northwestern, but that was one of my games I loved was Kansas minus the points, and they covered, although it was kind of close. Um, But, like, everybody tried to build it up as a battle of unbeatens, but Duke hasn't done squat this year. Like, it was not – I think that's why – College game day didn't go there. People wanted them to, but nonetheless, they it sucks they, too because they could have gone next week. Like when if it would have been an undefeated Iowa State, but Iowa State had to ruin it anyway. Continue. But they did win that game, and and I saw yeah. a little of it, not a lot, but I looked at some of the stuff afterwards. Did you see Kansas's quarterbacks stats yes. after the game? That Incredible. was one, that had to be some of the most efficient quarterback stats I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, their offense, dude. Their offense was humming today, and he looked great. He played great. They were getting chunk yardage. Like the whole freaking time, like like you said, the the spread ended up being a little dicey, and, and depending on I guess when you got it this week, or if you had it in a pickup at minus eight and a half, and you're really mad right now, uh, it, the score is not indicative, in my opinion, of what the game was. And that was a game where kind of back and forth early, but Kansas took control in the second half, and and they did a great job. That that was a really good performance. And the thing that I guess I'm surprised by Jack with them, it's not that they like they. I mean, look, four and zero is certainly a surprise. But that they're they're taking care of business now as like the hype continues. Like that is that is really impressive. And that was for the, the Houston game was, like we always do. The what Houston game was that for me, not necessarily yeah. this game. That was the yeah, Houston game. Yeah, I would game. I would agree. Winning but that like, by not 
three scores, two two to three scores. Yeah. Yeah, and not to not to turn everything back to Nebraska because we always do this, but like, you know, in the last decade when they have had some hype going in, and obviously it hasn't happened in a while now. Like Nebraska's usually kind of falling apart when they get a little confidence, they've fallen apart. Kansas, and again, it's early, and the meat of their schedule is like essentially the whole back half. But they are very impressive. They have now cleared their win total by a game and a half, and they've only played four. It is, it, it, it's astounding, and it's why it's why Leipold is going to continue to climb. You know, a lot of people. Yes, list. I, I want to talk about that just year. real quick. They have Iowa State yeah. next week in in yep. Lawrence, and then they have TCU in Lawrence. They'll fa- be favored in both of those, right? I would think. Maybe. Yeah. I, I actually yeah, TCU probably, both, both since Iowa TCU, State lost. Yeah, TCU did did look good today against SMU. Yeah. Um but both I mean, but that's exactly what that program needs is two like on the line home games to 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 really Oh, Adrian, no. Didn't get in. Um but here's the thing. What do you see this trajectory of Leipold being, especially Looking at Kansas' schedule. So those are two games they could win, Iowa State yep. and TCU. Get themselves ranked, right? That's, that's I think the they're ne- going to be ranked after this week. You think they're already well? Yeah. Yeah, because so they, they got vote. They started getting votes last week. I think they're going to be so ranked. So be the national feel-good of the story, the national feel-good story of the year, because Northwestern is terrible, so the media doesn't have them to go to this year. So they'll go to Kansas and, oh, God, touchdown, Kansas State. <laughs> Wow, you were way ahead of me. Unreal. Sorry. Hey, that's exciting for once. Sorry, should I not do spoilers? No, um, you're fine. You're fine. So they and then they go to Oklahoma, who sucks apparently, uh, on, on on October 15th. <laughs> How do you think? And then and then at Baylor, and then Oklahoma State in Lawrence, at Texas Tech, Texas in Lawrence, and then K State. So they could lose. <laughs> I mean, Dude, it's, they, I mean, they could lose a lot. It's of those. weird. They, they could, could go two and zero, and then lose five out of six. Uh, yeah. Possibly, which w- wouldn't be wouldn't be shocking at all. How do you think that's going to impact public opinion about about Lance Leipold? Um, I've thought about that a lot, and I I wish I could give you a good answer. I, and let, I guess let's talk this out because there's a part of me that says it will matter because I think fans are going to live week to week, even though I would recommend people not living week to week, like on coaching candidates, because Trev is not going to do that. Um, right. and I think rightfully, rightfully so, like you can't do, you can't do that in his administrator. Like, all right, we're going to go game to game and oh, okay. Well, Leipold won and Matt Campbell lost. All right. Well, I'm going to slide Lance Leipold into, into first place now. So I, I understand the fans are going to do that, but there's a part of me, Jack, I'm going to argue with myself now and, and let me know what you think on this. Given how strong they have started already, there is like so much money in the bank that I don't really know if let's say they get to. They finished six and six, so they're going. That would mean two and six in their remaining eight games. Two, three, four, five, six, they, seven. They've had so much success early. They've, as I said a couple minutes ago, they've already hit the over on the win total, and they're playing a really fun brand of football. Mm. That I think, mm. I think, what the fun I, brand of football? if they do that, I think, I think that's enough to really cool down. Well, here let me let me say it this way though. Um, just. Like, I think that, that the Kansas of it all, I think people would use that like, guys, come on, though. It's Kansas. How can you expect so much more? It's Kansas. And so I think that that will be a feather in his cap, even if they finish the year six and six. 
I, I think so. I think people here's I guess how I would okay, describe here's it. Okay, here's here. Oh, I uh, think people want Leipold to be the guy. I kind of think that people want they almost need permission to say like he's the one I want. I think that that's what the fan base kind of wants right now. Let's take that scenario you just said that they go two and what two and six to finish it out. Okay. Okay. It after that's over. Okay. Is is public opinion of him higher or lower than it is right now? It's got to be lower. Low. It's yeah, you would assume lower. so. Unless, unless, unless one of the two wins is versus Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma. They're at Baylor. They're at Oklahoma. They have Oklahoma State and Texas. If they beat one of those teams. Yeah, which they probably will. I mean, they'll probably win one of those games. If they if he beats one of those, if he has a ranked win. On his yeah. on his on his wall, yeah. if he has one of those pellets on the wall, I think that's where it's like it's like I just said, people want permission to say like he's the guy. I think he one win against a ranked team in the final eight games. I think that is the thing that would push it over the top. So he, uh, but I really, I really think going so. the other direction it, it, on this. So like I said, they have Iowa State and TCU home the next two weeks. It's it's certainly not crazy to think they could win those. Okay. Um, let's say that, let's say they do. And then they have six games left versus Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma state, Texas tech, Texas, and K state. Let's say they go three and three in those just, just for purposes of discussion, uh, including one of them that they would have to get a win against a ranked team, at least right now to end up doing that. And, and they're in a bowl. Does, is he number? I mean, is he passing urban? Is he passing everyone? Is he like the fans' choice at, at that point? I, even if even if it's only, even, so that would be two more wins plus four, six, six, and then three. That'd be nine wins. If he gets nine wins, oh is God. it is it just completely, is it completely over just in terms of the fans' choice on this thing? Yeah, I mean, Urban. I don't know what he is going to be as this season goes along. Like, I you know you just kind of asked Will Will Leipold if he goes two and six to finish. Will Will he be more like beloved or, or wanted in that moment than he is right now? Or will his stock be as high as it is right now? The answer for that is probably no. I hear, let, me, let me throw this with you then about Urban. His, has his stock reached its peak for Nebraska fans? Like it was the first week after Scott Frost firing. So everybody was kind of putting their list together, right? Uh, thinking about a coaching change. Like even the Frost, the, the biggest Frost supporters, they, they finally had to, to move on because literally the program did. So they're putting together the list. And then, of course, Big Noon is in town. Oh, and, of course, Urban Meyer's yeah. on set. And, oh, the fans are cheering for him. And so in that moment, I would say that his his approval rating under oh, with Husker fans was the highest point yet. I don't think it's going to ever reach that point again, though, because the longer that that Oklahoma game is in the rear view and the longer it's been since Nebraska fans have seen him up close – and personal, and, and the longer that the season goes along, and we're watching actual other coaches coach their teams, mm-hmm. I feel like he might lose some of its luster. So, yeah. a long way of answering the question, like I wouldn't be surprised if at some point a lot of coaches have passed Urban Meyer, but that's mainly because of you know giving up, well, I guess, on the idea of hiring yeah, Urban Meyer. That's right. I think. I mean, I think there's been enough even out there this week where there are probably some people who are saying, "I would love to have that," but. It's but, not realistic yeah. at this point. Correct. Which correct. I would like to say this just generally as Oklahoma is going to punt. Kansas State is manhandling. What the hell? Oh my gosh! And Ohio Dealing... State's up by four touchdowns right now. Good job, Wisconsin. Fun times. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
you've got one game that says Nebraska has a manageable schedule, and you've got one game that says Nebraska is worse than we even thought. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what were you? What, sorry, I lost my train of thought. You're going to say something about Herb. Oh, 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 oh. I think I was. Um, I can't remember where I was going with that. That's all right. Let's keep going. Now, okay, here's what I do want to ask you on another item, though. What I'm talking about with Leipold gaining momentum, mm-hmm. uh, right? I think the exact opposite is going to happen with Matt Campbell. Where he's losing it. And and by the time that this decision is going to make, I, I, I've already heard some people say, well, he's, you know, maybe it was you who told young him Young Mike this. Riley. Yeah, young Mike Riley. That's only going to grow. I think mm-hmm. with with the way I I don't think Iowa State is going to have a great season. Uh, I think we learned a lot about them. I know they got the Iowa win, um, but like for instance, if they lose this game against can <laughs> they play Kansas next week. We got another matchup. You had Aranda and Campbell this week. If Campbell loses both of those games, Campbell uh, Campbell's stock just in the minds of and this is not me saying well you don't hire him because of that. That's not what I'm saying. But but it's so interesting to just see the hot and cold of the fans on coaches, and yeah. I could see Campbell it getting really cold on Campbell, and then oh yeah, and and I, I still think happened. he's and I still think he's one of the most likely people they hire. Can you imagine that if he gets to the point that he is just below lukewarm on the PR scale and they hire him? Yeah, man, that it it would be really interesting to see how Trev would kind of talk about that or if it dare i say sell that higher to the fan base right. i think you're right you know t- talking about stock up or down I was talking with my girlfriend earlier today and and she you know made a point that i that i've heard a couple of times lately and that's like man his stock was at its highest in 2020 yeah 2020 the covid yep. year yep. they lost what one or two games that season same they guy didn't have to play iowa in the non-conference they go to the big 12 championship game they go to a bull of a bc or a new year six bowl they win the new year six bowl against oregon and it's like wow matt freaking campbell but obviously the bowl game didn't take place until january or late december the the job market was done by then he didn't leave like if he was going to leave and go to a really good program that was the best moment for him to do so mm-hmm. and now i think like do i think he could get a better job than iowa state absolutely I don't know though if he's ever going to be like a sl- considered a slam dunk hire again, and he would have been a couple of years ago, and I just don't think he is anymore. Josh, if they lose to Kansas next week, that game is weirdly big. I don't know. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's not necessarily big in Trev's mind. I'm not saying that, but it's weirdly big in the perception of Nebraska's coaching search. Because if they do that, they've got Kansas State the week after that in Ames. Then they mm-hmm. then they go to Texas. Then they've got Oklahoma. Then they've got Oklahoma in Ames. After that, like you could be staring a one, two, three, four, five, five game losing streak in the eyes at that point. Yeah, yeah. Can you can you imagine five five game losing streak plus their last four games are West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU, and you go two and two in those. Can you imagine that bringing him up to the stage and introducing him as the next and coach then, yeah, in Nebraska? Yeah, and you know what, too, Jack, like, because I, I said a couple minutes ago, like, living in the moment and allowing yourself to, you know, like, game to game, like, it's not, you know, healthy to go game to game. I'm going to I'm gonna stand by that, but I would also say this. You suddenly, we, I think a lot of people would say, okay, well, what were they last year? Oh, they were 7-6, and six, and they were 7-6 and six in a season where they began in the AP top 10. Uh, the year before that was 2020, which I mentioned. Okay, what were they before that? They were 7-6. and six. They were 8-5. and five. They were 8-5. and five. They were 3-9. and nine. And, and look, 
I, I think that that job is a lot harder. The Iowa State job is a lot harder than than you know people think it is. And, and I'm going to stand by that point. But the, part of a hire too is catching a guy on his upswing. And and I think the question, fairly in my opinion, would be asked: is, Are you catching him on the upswing? And if if the right. answer is no, but, then you know that's a problem. But, and that's where Leipold is so fascinating because he seems like he is definitely on the upward trajectory right now. Yeah, but I, I will say this too. Uh, uh, sort of fan opinion, sort of the the who's hot on the hot board is not and should yeah. not be what Trev Alberts looks like. No, looks he should at, looks hire at, the best person say. for the job. And, and that doesn't be damned. You, you've got an entire resume rather than two months in 2022. Yeah, which and then that that asks the question too: Is if they if Kansas State keeps this up, does Chris Kleiman's name get hot again? I guess. Yeah, he's an interesting one. I like. I know last week they lost to Tulane. It's like, all right, we'll get him off the list. And it's like, again, we can't. We can't do that. He is. Uh, I think he's a fascinating coach. Of course, given where he came from in college, uh, or at, at his previous stop in the FCS, um, the success that he has had at Kansas State. Like, I, I, I'm. I'm interested to see how the year unfolds. You know, they were like the hot team before the year for a lot of people to win the the Big Twelve. Like a lot of people, if they weren't. If they didn't want to be boring and pick Oklahoma or even Texas, people were picking Kansas State. So, I mean, they're obviously off to a great start tonight, up a couple of touchdowns yeah. in Norman. Let's see what happens well, tonight. Let's see what not happens so much anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you are not. You are horrible at spoiling. I'm so You're the bad. worst. I'm the, always the one who was the victim of them, so it's fun to be the other side of that. Wow. Sorry. Sad. Sorry. 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 Yeah, Dylan Gabriel yeah. finally. Oklahoma just got a first down, so I imagine the good play is just about to happen. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's it, 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 it's crazy to just to look at this thing with, with all of those things in mind. Here's the thing I wonder now, Josh. When I see, and, and who knows, Oklahoma might come back and win this thing by, by the time people listen to this on the podcast, Oklahoma might have won by 21 points. I don't know. Right. But just the fact that Kansas was up 14, Kansas State, I should say, was up 14-0 to zero on them. We mm-hmm. referenced this earlier. Every team Nebraska's played has had a, unbelievably bad performance the week or weeks afterwards right that's fair yeah. to, that's fair to say with every single one right yeah I, I guess i haven't followed north dakota that closely but um like georgia southern lost right after uh uh-huh. after nebraska played them uh northwestern obviously which i think they're yep, they're, yeah, they're up right it. now in miami ohio so they're obviously now really good again um but but like i think i need to it's not that I'm not aware that Nebraska is in a bad place right now. Like, I think I need to prepare my mind for them being – this is shocking that I even have to say this. I think I have to prepare my mind for them, like, just with the results of these games afterwards, like, not winning again this year. Just based on that, based on nothing else. If you're If you're basing it on that, you know, straight up – looking at strength of teams, what happened in the games, what the teams are doing in games following, like you've got to be ready for that almost at this mm-hmm. point. Just yeah. with, with who they've got. I hate to say that, but you almost have to discuss it at this point. Oh, I, dude, I'm, I, I think so. I've thought that, that we, you know, I've been, I've been discussing it for a couple of weeks. Um, I, the, the, I mean, look, the, the, every, every week, they've hit a lower point, right? Like the Northwestern low was pretty low. 
being tied in the third quarter or fourth quarter, whatever it was, versus North Dakota. Like, that was pretty low. Georgia Southern and, and Nebraska, their offense essentially playing like catch-up the whole game. That was pretty low. Oklahoma was the lowest so far. I mean, it's you know it's a special day. It could have been a special day. Got off to a great start, and then after that, you only get one more touchdown. Um, I don't think Indiana's very good. I don't think Rutgers is very good. But Nebraska has become that program. And and look, I, I think that Treb made the right decision in firing Frost, and I think that Mickey Joseph made the right decision in firing Shenander. But I'm also not going to pretend like that can't also have negative effects and ill effects on the rest of this season. And, you know, let, let's see how they come out of the bye. Like, I, I've used the term canary in a coal mine a lot this season, and, and, and I want to use that in a way, in a, in a positive sense, because if they come out against Indiana and they play really, really well, and they win, and they win, and they win kind of comfortably, let's say like 10 points or more, um, I think that can be a positive canary in a coal mine of, okay, cool, they're not rolling over, they're going to maybe be able to get another couple of wins. You know, suddenly, like, you look at the Rutgers game, you look at the Illinois game, and then it's like, okay, can they sneak out one versus X, Y, or Z? But if, if let's look at the canary in the coal mine from the other perspective. If they come out and they look lifeless again against Indiana, um, yeah. then we're talking one, about. I think I would predict 1 and 11. This is going to be the Like, this part of this is obvious. If they win this game, they won't go 1 and 11. So I know that. But if they don't play well in this one, then it's going to be hard for me to imagine them picking up more than, you know, two more wins the whole year. No, I. <laughs> yeah. You're a hunt. I mean, how can you not? How can you not? Yeah. You know, I mean, Indiana. I watched Indiana today. Um, some of the second. If if Nebraska can't get a pass rush against that offensive line, they ain't getting a pass rush this year. And that's the thing, man. They got to get a pass rush. They ain't getting a pass rush this year if they can't do it. The, that quarterback. What's his name? Um, uh, Indiana's quarterback. I'm forgetting his name now. Uh, Ba. Somebody say it in the chat. I for, I forget his name, but he was under duress. All, all of the set. I didn't see the first half, but the second half. Baslak, yeah. He was under this uh, duress just, like, incredibly. The the right side of their offensive line was a uh, – I'm used to watching Nebraska do that, but that was Indiana. It, it You want to you see a red flag for the rest of the season is if Nebraska still does not get uh, a pass rush on Indiana. And I think you're exactly right. I think this is a – we've said it a million times about games – uh, but this is a fork in the road. Yes. If we're, if we're talking about okay, is this going to be cut? You win that game. All right. Maybe this season is a little interesting. You know, maybe you get down to those final games and and, and you get a few wins here in October, and you get to those final games, the Wisconsin game, the Iowa game, and think, okay, you got a shot at winning one of those games. If they win that, and you know, maybe hey, maybe four or five wins are on the table. If you lose that game. You are square. You are one hundred percent looking at zero to one wins for the rest of the season. I mean, Jack. At that point, if if they lose this game, I think it's going to be a very real conversation to wonder if this is the worst Nebraska football team ever. Do you? Here's a question: Do you fire Mickey Joseph if that happens? <laughs> <laughs> God. You want to talk about a way to scare off potential coaching candidates. <laughs> That's the way you do I'm it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't believe in Mickey's leadership. Mickey He's we don't like where Mickey is taking this program. Oh, God. <laughs> Stu Manji, you heard it here first. Jack Mitchell for firing Mickey Joseph. And I know I know, there's someone out there saying, wow, we couldn't get Jack to admit Frost needed to be fired oh, yeah. for years, and right. now he's firing Mickey after right. one game? Right. Sad. Right. I don't know. Hey, we're going to learn, but I mean – the truth of the matter is, Josh, 
we are going to learn a ton about what he can or can't do put yes. in an incredibly what are the diff- limitations it, 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 I mean it's going to make it even more impressive to be honest Josh if he if he somehow pulls off four five wins I mean that is it, it 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 almost makes you think my goodness if he does that you really you really do have to consider him at this point for being I, that I will man. say this man I do, I just I do not think he wants the job I yeah, do not I don't think he wants to be. I don't disagree coach. with that either. But yeah. it, but I'm just saying, regardless of 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 how it factors into who gets the job eventually, if he's able to 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 somehow get four, I'll say four, let's say four wins, even mm-hmm. four wins at this point out of here for the four rest of the year. Four total or four more? Four more, four more wins this year. Wow. I don't think that's a high number, but he's doing. I think he's doing a hell of a job based. Again, based strictly on what I'm seeing for the teams that Nebraska's played this year. Dude, I would set the over-under at two and a half, and I would take the under. So if he won four more games, uh, right. I would you're, be You're agreeing blown with me away. on the point. If he gets yeah. four, you're like, yeah. you're just like, dude, this guy, He's. I mean, he knows what he's doing, right? Well, yeah, Jeez. here's what I'm saying. I'm saying, wow, I, he found something in the program, and he found something in the players that I did not see coming, that I just totally missed. I'll, I'll say this. If he does that, you – if he does that, you better find a freaking way to make sure <laughs> make sure he's on staff next year. I feel very confident saying he will be on staff. Okay, I, what I just let me ask you, I heard you and John, the contract thing got a lot of buzz and yeah, who was somebody in the national media had an idiotic tweet, uh yep, not shockingly yep, Wolken, about like it. And I heard you and John talking about it saying this is this is standard. I yes. can you know, I read it kind of from a legal perspective too, but what uh like, what's your take on that whole thing, given that you tend to think Mickey's going to be around next year? Yeah, I, I thought it was a non-story story where, you know, when they hire somebody, just like, okay, so in the example I, I used, and I don't know if this is the best one, but I'll, I'll just do it again. So Bo Pelini gets fired. Bo Pelini gets fired after the 2014 regular season finale against Iowa. But Nebraska, they still had to go to a bowl game. So they had all of the other coaches, and Barney Cotton was the interim head coach for the bowl game versus USC, the Holiday Bowl. They lose that bowl. Anyway, in, in the midst of that, Mike Riley gets hired. Technically, that staff is still under contract. All I don't remember the deals that they had. I don't remember if Barney Cotton had one more year or two years. I don't remember what it was. Technically, all of those coaches, though, were under contract. And so they were, they were the guys. And so the day after the season ends, Barney Cotton goes back to being whatever, you know, an offensive line coach. Gotcha. In that moment, he's still an offensive salary. line coach. Right. Correct. And then, but then he then he got fired. And so that's that's what this is. Like, props to Trev for paying him more. Like I figured he would. Mickey Joseph now has more responsibilities. He has more responsibilities beyond just being the game day head coach. He has to do more media stuff now. He has to do more radio show stuff now. Like he has more things to do. And so I think you have to reward somebody for the extra work that they're doing. But that's why it just. I, I think everyone wants to freak out and say, oh, Trev is micromanaging. And and look, I get it, part of it because there are people like yours truly saying Mickey will be on the staff next year, and they hear that and say, oh, what does that mean? What does that mean? Is he micromanaging? No. I just have a really good feeling that Mickey Joseph is going to be on the staff what? next year because he's a really good wide receivers coach. He's a really good recruiter. And and the, the best young receivers in the NFL right now played for him at LSU. Why wouldn't you want that guy on your staff? Right, but the, so, but the bottom line is the head, you know, what, whatever your basis is for saying that, the head, Trev's still going to let the head coach decide that, right? Correct. He is not going to 
force this on anybody. I just happen to think that Mickey Joseph will be on the staff next year because I think it'd be a smart idea to do so. It, the, the interesting scenario would be you hire an existing head coach. They got a wide receiver coach they love, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then what happens after that? And, and you know, whether you're talking about Campbell, whether you're talking about Leipold, uh, the ones that are existing head coaches. Well, O'Brien's a little less so because he's not an existing head coach. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you have an existing head coach, that would yeah. be... Well, I would be... hope this. I would hope that whomever they hire, whether, if, especially if the existing head coaches, I would hope that they do not just bring their exact staff over. Yeah. Because, in theory, all of those jobs are... They're lesser jobs in that... Iowa State doesn't pay as much. Kansas State doesn't pay as much. Kansas right. doesn't pay as much. The expectations yeah. would be higher. I would hope that the next head coach would bring in different staff. Just like, look, Lincoln Riley went from Oklahoma to USC. That's blue blood to blue blood. You know what he didn't do? He didn't bring his entire staff. Brian right. Kelly didn't bring his entire staff to LSU. Now, Brian Kelly's also a prick. But, you know, those, you, you, you move jobs and, and you have to adjust. You have to adjust to the area of the country. You have to adjust to your conference. So I would... I would really, really hope that a Lance Leipold wouldn't be like, cool, guys, let's run it back. And, yeah. and for the record, I would say this regardless of what happened with Scott Frost and the, you know, the AAC staff that he brought along with him. I just I think it's always good to change some things up when you're going from league to league. What do you think, Josh, about the what, – what do you make of the Chenander firing? I mean, like, if you're going to fire somebody because things have not looked good for their group, you know, the, sort of what they're in charge of, you could have made mm-hmm. an argument for more than just him, I, I, I would say. I think uh, Rayola would be on that list. Yes. But Chenander gets the axe. Rayola doesn't, mm-hmm. for instance. And, and, and I don't know if that's inconsistent or not, but what do you think when I, when I present that sort of argument to you? So I think, I think there's two things. I think the first is you're right about Rayola. I guess let's look at him first. If he gets fired, like, is there an offensive line coach GA is or analyst that to take yeah, the job. Is there right. somebody that Mickey knows and trusts? And that's why, honestly, I think that that is is maybe the reason more than than the defense being horrible. I actually think the reason why Mickey did it is more because he had Bill Bush. If that makes sense. Like hmm. now, is is he going to fire him if the defense was great? Of course not. Um, but I think that him knowing Bill Bush, trusting Bill Bush believing in bill bush and and look he i don't know like is it weird to bring up that eric shenander was frost's best man and, and frost was his no. best man like see i matters, don't think shenander right? probably want he's i mean look you have a best friend who gets fired from yeah. a job yeah. you're right you're texting with him all the time right correct you 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 i i would think it's yeah. just i don't know and shenander knows he's not going to be there next year Okay. Of all the people to get fired for sure after this season, isn't he like, I mean, everyone's for the record, almost everyone is on this list, but he is the unequivocal, no way he's back next right. year. No like, way. Like, did he, we, we we talked about Mickey not wanting to be the head head coach maybe, but I mean, how much did Shenander even want that job anymore? Yeah. Just given exactly. what, what he knew about the whole thing. I don't know. Oh, Cade Warner just dropped that. Um I, 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 that's what, I, that's what I wonder. And is it almost sort of a mercy firing in some ways? Yeah, it could be. It could you, be. You start to work on what's next for you. Yeah. At this point, yeah, and you you're to, still getting you paid. Move on. Yeah. And, 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 and going back to what we said about Rayola, like I think Chenander was like the one coach 
the one remaining coach that could have gotten fired and there be like an easy kind of person to slide into that role. That's why I don't think any other full-time assistants are going to get fired in season. I think it's done now. I don't think they're going to make any other moves. (laughs) At some point, Josh, you run out of people. Correct. And that's the problem now. It's a math problem. It's a body problem. So I don't see anybody else getting fired that's a full-time staff member. And even like – because have, have I asked around about uh, uh, – what's his name? War Daddy, you know, guy? Uh, Zach Duvall? Of course yeah. I have. Because the, the strength training looks horrible right now. Yeah. Have I asked about him? Yes. Do I think he's going to get fired? Obviously. Um, but I'm told he's not going to get fired in season. And, again, it comes down to a body problem. Do they have anybody that they could slide into that role? And, you know, can you just play out the string? And it seems like they're just going to play out the string – with him so look it wouldn't surprise me if mickey wanted to fire more coaches right now but i just don't think that there's anybody that he can replace him with Isn't i, just, it a weird I think st- a lot of it though did come down to trust and a couple people said that you know about about Chenander. that had it had to come into 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 play when when he decided to make that move it had here's, to. here's the weird thing about Chenander though josh is that you know unlike frost to some degree and i know they're they're very close but like the people who talked about when you talked about Chenander personally, and like who he was, and, and a lot of it, I, I grant a lot of this comes from how he treats the media. Yes. Um, but like Mike Schaefer told me on the tailgate the other day that Chenander sent him a text on his wedding day to congratulate him. Wow, interesting. Or or a note. I don't I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. but he sent him like well wishes. Yeah, he sent him well wishes on on his wedding day, and I don't know how this factors in, but. It's 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 just interesting because to a person when you talk to the people who are the beat writers, beat reporters, and the people who are close to the program, they had nothing but like really good things to say about Chenander. Um, but ooh, I won't spoil it. Um, but <laughs> sorry, it's so tempting. We got to get the watch party going soon after this. So we're all on the same page. But I mean, nobody's saying that about Frost now. <laughs> like that's the weird thing. Where, there, yeah. where this whole thing is a little bit different than that. You know, and, and I'm happy you said that about Shenander because I, I feel like I've been on an island. I mean, I was on an island uh, in terms of media people when he got hired, and I definitely felt like I was, con- you know, con- oh, there's the Oklahoma touchdown, uh, that I was continually on an island with him as his career, you know, got – like, as the defense improved, I just – did I warm up to him – I'd say I like, pardon the pun. I, I defrosted to him. I, it was it was putting you know something in the in the microwave just to, to you know unfreeze it. But I certainly wasn't cooking anything with it. That's how I felt about Shenander and his defense. And I always thought like there was a there was some smoke and mirrors to his success. And and I do think and look this one of my favorite parts of my job is that I actually don't go talk to coaches. And 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 because I think it allows me to be and and this is not casting aspersions, so I don't want anyone to take it that way. But it allows me to to say what I think without having relationships. You know, I I, I get I've you. heard that Shenander's a really good guy. That's awesome. But I don't care in the end because I'm judging him on his success. You know, on on the field. If if him being a good guy makes his defense better awesome if him being a bad guy makes his defense awesome you know or doesn't doesn't cause any negative play on the field that's also great too for me it's about the performance on the field the off the field stuff only in my opinion only matters with when it affects you on the field but him being a good guy like that's that's really cool that he texted shape i didn't know that story but i i definitely think that 
when he got let go, there was a lot of reaction that I saw from media people, and I'm just like, I mean, I'm I'm sorry for you, but I don't feel that way because I was just judging him on on his yeah. performance on the field. I, but I would also say about him, and, and maybe you and I disagree on him a little bit, but there were, I mean, last year, uh, I, 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 I guess it, this is part of why I had some optimism about this year is because what they did with 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 Reimer, with Garrett Nelson, with Henrich, especially those guys in last year, I was just there were there were so many players on that defense that played above the level I expected them to under Chenander mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. And that impacted the way that I think about him. It, I, I mean, it really did just because there were several players and, and mainly the guys I mentioned there. But you could probably throw in, you know, Dismuke, um, maybe Deontay Williams too. There were so many guys who played. Like, I still look at his overall resume with Nebraska and – it, it, it just, I, I see that and it lends credence to me to the thought that he was ready to go. Um, yeah. And and that was a big, and that at least played into why they did it. A couple comments. I like this from Stumanji. Janander is such a weird case study. Do I think he got better? Honestly, no. His players just got older and more experienced. I suppose you could say that for a lot of coaches, but it's, it just seems particularly applicable. I know, but here. like, okay, but like Reimer came in out of Lincoln North Star and. And I don't know if Chenander deserves credit for this, but his his freshman year he was weirdly good right off the bat. You know, and that's just that's just one example, but Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Brendan says, yeah, the super seniors really skewed Chenander's stats, which were never that great. I think they had some good character dudes who list, lifted each other on that defense. Well, and yeah, that, I think especially last year. I I, I and, and and I'll give credit to Schaefer again for this one, but one of the biggest deals, oh my gosh, um, watching football. Uh, D- Damian Daniels was well, such an underrated part of that defense. Yes, he was. Yes, uh, I he mean, was. like, it's it's insane how much that defense misses him this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how that necessarily fits in the converse- conversation that we're having right now, but he, he, he was, uh, I mean... Why those? I think it's a huge part of why those linebackers, Henrich, he's been hurt, but Reimer especially, why they don't look anything like they did last year is because he's not there. Yeah. Is is what I think. So yeah, yeah. it's it, and look, I don't want to keep doing hindsight's twenty twenty stuff. Um, it, uh, it, and like basically, I don't want to be critical of of people that disagreed with me coming into the year. But the one part that I really was surprised by as the off season just continued was, you know how many guys that they lost that are in the NFL or were like on rosters and like just missed out on roster on like remaining mm-hmm. on one, mm-hmm. especially on defense. And it was like, Oh, but they will be fine. I just, that, that part kind of really surprised me, especially as we spent so much of last season saying like this defense is really good or they're, they're better. This is best one yet while also acknowledging, yeah. And they have a bunch of five or six year players all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just wasn't going to be replicable. I mean, it's literally never going to be replicable so, again, hopefully, because hopefully there's not a pandemic like this again. So what do we think about Bill Bush? You know, can he uh, – He's he's been dealt a hand that is not an enviable one right now. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, no expectation for the defense. Is it weird if I just say, like, I think they're still going to be basically as bad? 
does that make people want them to not have fired Shenander? I just I, I don't know how many changes you can make in such a short amount of time just by hitting in practice. Yeah, or am I being I, too pessimistic? Well, no, that, but that that's the thing is like if that's where it is, like why did you get rid of Shenander? Is is part of? By the way, is Deuce Vaughn three feet tall? Oh my god, he's really short. He makes yeah, Darren he, Sproles look like Andre yes, the Giant. That's who I was gonna say he reminds me a little of Darren Sproles. He's just a little skinnier. Jeez. Uh, sorry, that was a totally, uh, but, but I do wonder, you know, what Bush can do with, mm-hmm. um, w- with this, because I think whatever you think of Chenander, I think we probably all can agree to there, there are personnel issues this year in terms of yes. what you've got at the, and at the middle the of the defensive line at safety are the two that I think, yeah. think of first, it's um, like props to them for trying something different. Obviously, you know. Trev didn't trust the leadership of head coach anymore. They had to make a move. Uh, I, I think Mickey, for him, a lot of it probably comes down to, again, trusting Bill Bush. He felt like he had to make a move. But the players are what the players are. O'Shawn Mathis has not been anywhere Jeez. near as good as as the expectation was when they brought him in. Wow. Uh, they just – look, they just don't have the – they don't have dudes. They have – they don't. I don't even know if they have, like, serviceable players right now, but they don't – they don't have like that one or two. They don't have a JoJo Doman. You know, they don't yeah. have an eraser. God, I thought Robinson. A, a I thought Daniel. Robinson was going to be that guy. You know. Yeah, yeah. Ty, even Ty Robinson. I mean, I think he finally made like a good play against Oklahoma at one point in time. His but, freshman year, yeah. though, he looked like that might be. That, he, he gave you some glimpses of that. Yeah, gosh, he was one of the 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 highest ranked guys that they signed. Like that was a huge Who? recruiting win. Yeah, that, it, it is a good question. I know you guys have been saying this in the chat, which is a fair point, like, uh, with respect to what I said about Reimer, but who's gotten better? Yeah. Um, and I think and you JoJo can go... JoJo is the name that came up. JoJo, I, I think you can go back to last year. I think you can say that about Dismuke. I think we're learning that this year. I think you can yeah. say that about Dismuke, who came in under a crazy, came out, uh, in under Riley. Um, and I'd say Damian Daniels. You know, yeah, I think Daniels. I think Daniels did too. Uh, I think you know. I do think. I think Nelson came in really talented. He just kind of had an it factor from the beginning. Um, you know, Cam Taylor Britt got better. I think you can say that. Did he? You don't think so? I don't think he, he was as good as last year as he was the year before. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. I feel like I he. Think about I that. thought he regressed in 2021 because I, I remember we talked about it on the radio. Like, what is something going on with Cam? And it's it goes beyond just the special teams plays. He got burned a few times. Um, and and, and here's one of the other things is I I you know egg on my face, but you know when when I saw Farmer there, I thought okay, he's got a lot of experience. He's got you know he's got some big interceptions in his career. Got one against Ohio State last year, and. Uh, I I credited the defense with more for him than I probably should have, uh, because some of the most some of the most this this year like the most key sort of characteristic problems with the defense have happened when he just looks like he just takes terrible angles on on trying Who? to make tackles. So uh, who does? Go uh, I, just a couple of the chat things here. Uh, let's see here. This was from Joe. He says, I hope we go back to four, three base. I think it's easier to recruit to interesting. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a point that, um, I mean, when, when they first brought in Diaco, right, he was the first guy to go three, four. There was a lot of criticism. Gotta of it. get and that I, nose I, tackle. You gotta yeah, get that. And I pushed guy. back against it, but this I look, I understand it now. I understand it. Now. You got to recruit a, a, 
a really great player at a specific size, and it's hard to do at a school like Nebraska. So, you know, uncle, you win. Yeah, that it, it's huge. And you had that Dan, you had Daniel's brother here for a while too. But yep, yep, Darian. we are we are seeing it. Like, what are they even doing this? I mean, it'll be interesting to see who gets that time against Indiana. Are they going to stick with with Colton Feast? Are they going to, you know, Hutchmacher got a lot of hype sort of when he was, uh, you know, as the polar bear and everything. But I, you don't have those guys who are like, I feel like they're not, you know, like the sort of like the three twenty rock type person. That you're talking mm-hmm. about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, here's what kind of along the lines of Jack, what you just said. Like, I wonder if we, as the layman, will we be able to watch the final few games, and specifically starting with Indiana on Saturday, and will there be a noticeably different style of defense, or will it will it look very similar? Maybe the window dressing is a bit different. That's an interesting question. Like, what is the what is the what is the how far away is this defense right now from their ceiling? Yeah. And what is their ceiling? Yeah, that's like, is there, how much is, is left? Because I know, I, I, I think you've got a couple of guys, a couple of guys who are, or I still think, I still think the world of Garrett Nelson. I mean, I really, I, I do. I think he can, um, he can do a lot. Uh, but beyond that, I don't, I don't know how it's, it feels like it's got to be able to get a little better, but how much better, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wh- whoever the coach is. Whoever, you know, whatever kind of personnel changes that you make, how much can it get better at this point? And especially going back to what we talked about before, just seeing what these offenses are doing that they struggled with this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I, I kind of say the same thing about offense, too. Like, I know that it's still the same offensive coordinator in Whipple, but, like, does the offense look different? You know, do, yeah. are they are they throwing more? Are they running more? I mean, no – uh, no, AJ Allen really blows, and the offensive line was a train wreck, you know, against Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, oh my how gosh. do they? How, I guess how do they hide the offensive line? You know that that's what I want to hey, know about. Real, real quick, what was the deal with the Whipple and being uh, was it sick or what? Do you know? Anything I heard more he was about sick. That? Okay, yeah, I heard he was. Sick. I didn't realize he missed two practices. I heard. I heard it was. And here we go, media hiding stuff again. Uh, I heard it was one practice, but that was that was last week. I heard that last week. Like, hey, he wasn't at practice today. But uh, I, I don't I don't know other than that other than it sounded like something with him. Okay. Um, so let me ask okay. you let me ask you a question. I have an opinion on this, but I'm gonna let you answer the question first. Okay. Um, Nebraska made the change at quarterback in the Oklahoma game when mm-hmm. you know it was pretty much over. When it was over, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it was it was pretty much over. Do you think that meant anything? Do you think that's something that? Is 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 going to be considered? Do you get Chuba more time? Do you switch? Do you bring him in earlier, or was that just this is a blot and Casey Thompson's just getting killed out there? That's that's how I viewed it. I viewed it through the lens of they don't want to get their starting quarterback murdered. But I would I would entertain a discussion of so they maybe benched him just for that purpose but would it be smart if you try to incorporate more quarterback run game like i think it's possible to have both thoughts at the same time of hey get to the bench we don't want you to get hurt but also is this our best path forward yeah um, that's what i'd be open that's to, what i think I'm i think everything should be on the table right yeah now here's my opinion on that and i don't i don't know why um, this, I have developed for some reason. I have really 
uh, falling in love with Casey Thompson as a quarterback, and he's fun <laughs> to watch, man. He makes man, some good throws. It just it frustrates me that he does not have the infrastructure. God, wouldn't you love to see what he could do with a a good offensive line? I mean, yeah. I think oh, pre- absolutely. I mean, I think pretty much the rest of the parts are there in, at the skill positions for the most part. Enough. I would. I'm. I, I would really love to see what he could do. I don't know. I'm still even after all this, Josh. I would still say I'm, 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 you know, I he is more impressive than I thought he would be this year. Is that um, is yeah. that is that me being uh, wearing rose colored glasses? No, I don't think so because I'm 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 right there with you. I think that he has done uh, he has made some throws that I think are really impressive and really good. And I mean, there look there have been times in the first few games where it's like, oh, that's this is what it's like to watch a good college quarterback. You know, and like Adrian, and he just scored another touchdown. He is, he I has didn't his. I tell you, by the way. Thank I you. I, I appreciate didn't it. You didn't even have a reaction. I was worried about Listen, you. Listen, I'm, I'm tr- uh, I feel bad. Uh, but in all seriousness, like Adrian had some high highs, but he had some low lows. It definitely seems like Casey Thompson is a lot more even. And maybe his highs aren't as high, but I also, there when they, when they have to drop him back on third and seven, if he gets the protection. I, I feel like he might be able to make the throw, you know? Like, if he gets the protection, I feel a lot more confident on him dropping back on third and long than I did Adrian dropping it's back just, on It third sucks because so many times you didn't have the quarterback. It's not like you had a great offensive line, but now it feels like you've got that quarterback that you needed all that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can make the big throws, it seems like, you know? And, I mean, he's had a few decisions that you're like, what the hell was that? You know, some of his inter- – the what the interception against North Dakota, that's probably the worst one he threw, right? That was mm-hmm. horrible mm-hmm. Um, that set up the game-time touchdown. But otherwise, you know, I mean, he's made some throws. Like the first touchdown of the season, what a throw. You know, like the one last yeah. week was cool to start <clears throat> start the game, but the one he had to Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda was like, oh, we haven't seen that throw around here in a long time, by if the, ever. By the way, how do you explain Nebraska's offense looking so – Freaking good in the first drive of every game, man. They look. Planning, they look. That, I mean, that that's the best offense I've seen in any team all year. Okay, that might be an yeah. exaggeration, but not by much. It, it 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 shows. You know, like I remember Bill Callahan when he was at Nebraska. There was a couple articles. I think his second year because they had success. I I think too on that like opening drive, the the scripted plays. And, you know, you just you work on those all week and you kind of go through it with the quarterback. Like, hey, what are your favorite plays? And you always start the game with that. And, yeah, I mean, they are money outside of the Georgia Southern game, God, oddly look- enough, which was the best offensive performance they had all season. They went three and out in that game, though. They look awesome. It's They're insane like that it's even the same team, what, what they did against yeah. Oklahoma on that drive. It was not only the passes. Josh, they were chunking ten yard runs all the way down on that yeah. on that drive. Yeah. And then the throw, Trey Palmer's wide open. No one's even around him. And it's been every freaking game. Yeah. And sometimes coming out of the second half too. But is it? Could we just like I understand? They're like, well, if you script them, you know, it goes well when they script them. Well, script that, I mean, fifty plays. Do the first that, fifty yeah, plays. Why don't you script the entire game then? If that's it, there's got to be a. It's a like better. it's like why don't they make the airplane out of the black box? Like that's the type of energy right. we're bringing to the discussion right now. But hey, why not? It's it, it it's so it is uh, it's unbelievable how good they can look. And frankly, you know, the Oklahoma game, the defense did that for two drives too, actually. And and, and yeah. they had well they, they had, had the three and out, 
and 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 then they got the uh, what? And then Nebraska comes back, scores the touchdown. Oklahoma was third and long, right? When uh, when Gabriel when had that long scramble, right? Yep. And then I think so Nebraska, Nebraska got another did, stop after that. I'm pretty sure they did. I think it was on the next drive. So I think it was seven to seven for a few drives, and then and then obviously the bottom fell out. And I'm not I'm not trying to make an argument. Well, they're really that's who they really are, but it is freaking frustrating when you can see a little bit of that when the yeah, rest of the game it uh, looked like they were not even in the same. You know, for seven minutes, and maybe any team can do that, but. They looked so good, and especially on offense on those drives, that it makes you wonder: like, is just is 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 it just the other coaching staff making slight, obvious adjustments? Is that what it is? How can you look that good and then that bad? I mean, I think it's, it's probably a combination of all of the above. I think where it's frustrating the most, though, is like the offense has had good moments after the first drive, whereas like the defense, for the most part, like the defense is what the defense is. The defense is bad. The offense is just inconsistent. Um, now, look, I don't think the offensive line is going to get any better either. So no. maybe maybe one one person's inconsistent is the other person's bad, and maybe maybe they are they will end up being a bad offense. I just they do have potential. The problem here's the I, I I'll give you a couple problems beyond the offensive line in my opinion. AJ Allen being hurt is a is a huge blow because I think that he he had turned into an awesome back behind Anthony Grant and and I. I'm with the people who say he's a better runner or a smoother runner, a more natural runner, whatever vocab you want to use. I think he is that. The problem with Grant, and I finally saw it in this game, because I'd heard it from a few people, Damon Benning included, where they were like, look, no, he, he, he works too hard to get the amount of yards. Hmm. And I thought that that showed itself most against Oklahoma, and I'm really concerned you know, as they get into Big Ten play, and they, I mean, dude, what's going to happen against Minnesota? I know that's a month away, but as as the competition the rest of the way is all power five, you know, like, he is going to try to probably make some some plays that save the offensive line's ass, um, and I just don't know if he's going to be able to do that. You think so Gabe that Irvin, uh, do you think Gabe Irvin becomes a big factor in the offense now? Do you think Yant starts I think to show g- up? No. I don't think Yant does. I think Irvin does, though. I think he'll be the number two guy now moving forward. Yeah, I think he will. I just, I mean, I, don't, I, I think oh, that, like will he be good? Yeah, I don't know. Do you think he'll have an impact? I don't know. And it's man, still, it's still I, frustrating I, to me that Yant. I mean, we saw, I, I saw flashes from Yant last year several times. Like, there's a part of me that still wants to see that, and I know that there's, you know, you know there's obviously discussion about what his future is here, but like. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I'd like to see more of him, frankly. See, I thought like I understood that, um, and I I kind of I don't know. Like going into the Northwestern game, I was like, okay, maybe he is this guy. He just was. I don't know. I don't think he's a good back. I think he had that game against Northwestern. I think he he kind of became a mythical figure around here because he was like he has a cool story. He was a walk on, but he's like a three star walk on, so he's not really a walk on in a way, you know. Um, and and I he had that huge game against Northwestern. I think people really wanted him to be, in my opinion, something he's not. And I thought he showed that against Northwestern. I didn't think he was very good. What do you think the uh, line is for Nebraska? Uh, it may be up now, but if you haven't seen it, let's see if we can guess it. Nebraska. It, 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 it's not up yet. My guess is it's going to be like Nebraska. Let's see. Indiana got stomped today, right? Uh, I don't know what the final. I quit. Why Indiana went on a drive that. Uh, our army would have thought was a long drive and then ah. didn't did not score on it when they were down by like 24 
and they were trying to get back in the game. It was a lo- It was like an eight-minute drive, and they went for it on fourth down and didn't score. And that was the main part of the game that I watched, which every freaking play, the, the Cincinnati defensive line was in their face, which is why I said this is Nebraska's one chance to get a pass rush going again. But, yeah, they, they lost. I don't know what the final score was. Somebody can tell us on the chat. Uh, but, and then, you know, they had the, but they, they were unbeaten going into that. They didn't look good against Idaho or Western Kentucky, but, uh, Jordan says Nebraska will be favored by however much they get for home field. So that's, you know, traditionally that's been three. I'm going to say Nebraska, Joe says minus four and a half. I think because John and I were looking at the SP plus this week and I think it had Nebraska at like a four or five point favorite. So, with their loss today, I'll bump it up a point. I'll say Nebraska minus six. So, it's under a touchdown, but they're still – I mean, it's a touchdown without the extra point. They're still a favorite, but not not by a whole lot. I mean, I know Nebraska was the underdog against Oklahoma, but, like, the line has still been so favorable to Nebraska in every game this year. Every game. And, dude, they have gotten – let me – I can look it up real fast. But they have gotten – you know they they haven't covered yet, and and how they're playing right now is. I thought that Oklahoma it. line was insane, and I know and I know Sipple said on Twitter that no media predicted a blowout. Which thanks for not paying attention to me. I fully expected a blowout, and I predicted one too. So um, uh, I thought that line that Oklahoma line was insane, absolute insanity. Now, I don't know yeah, if Indiana. I, I talked myself into them covering like an idiot. T- terrible. I I, I think right. I said I think I said forty one seventeen or forty one twenty one something like that. Yeah. I can't remember now. So so Nebraska here here are the spreads. So they were twelve and a half point favorites in the opener. So they they got they they lost versus the spread Which by seemed ridiculous and a half. to me. Seemed ridiculous like completely ridiculous to me at the yeah. time too. I took I took Northwestern in that one. They were twenty eight and a half point favorites. Against North Dakota, so they lost that spread, uh, but not by very many, only by seven and a half points. They were twenty, they were twenty three and a half point favorites against Georgia Southern, so they lost that one by twenty six and a half. And they were ten and a half point dogs against Oklahoma, so they lost that one by twenty five and a half. I mean, dude, they are they are they're not just like losing to the spread; they are getting murdered right now against the spread. They are getting killed. For forever, for as much as I can be described as someone with rose-colored glasses on, I don't think there was one of those spreads where I was like, "Oh yeah, that seems about right." Every single one, I was like, "Nope, other team, other team yep. on that one." Yeah, Every the only one for one. me was Oklahoma. I'm three and one picking Nebraska uh, on the spread this year because I. Every every the first three games I nailed. Okay, uh, I did not nail the Oklahoma. All right, so let's say Nebraska is a I don't know what do you want to make it three and a half three and a half point favorite against Indiana. If that's what it is, and you're going to talk about this this week, what are you going to do? Who am I going to pick? I'll take. I'll take three and. Uh, I'll probably honestly. I'll probably still take Indiana. If, if three and a half, I take Indiana. Yeah, I think they have reached the point where it's like, why? Why would I pick you? Right? Like you got to do it. You have to prove me wrong. I, yeah, I think that's the probably the best way to approach this week. I think that's what I'm going to If do. Indiana you was a Indiana. if Indiana was a 3 point favorite I'd probably take Nebraska. I don't know. Yeah, that I mean that'd be I'd be man, you want to talk about a surprise for me. I'd be pretty stunned if it was that. But, no, I don't, yeah, I don't if, if I don't it was it by, on principle alone I would pick Nebraska. I don't think it will be, but dog. this would just be every game so far this year. 
I think the spread yeah. has been too favorable to Nebraska. And if they're a if they're in a four and a half, what Joe guessed, jeez. I I mean, there's no way I would give four and a half in this game. Yeah, no, no way, no. Uh, Huss asks if am I still a Jimbo disciple? Uh, Huss, that is actually John. John. John is the Jimbo guy. Yeah. Um, what's the score in that? Him and I used to argue about Jimbo. I have no idea what's going on in that game right now. Uh, which game? Arkansas, Texas A&M. Jimbo's game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas is down now by six. They were about to go up by two scores, and now Texas A&M has a chance to go up by two scores. They're up by six right now, twenty to fourteen. Okay. I had them tonight. I need. I need who? Uh, A&M. Uh, I need. I need mm. Oklahoma, and then I did a. I need Oklahoma to win or, or to cover, which. I think it's still possible. And then I need uh, – I got some late-night ones tonight. I need uh, Washington and Ooh. USC. Some favorites tonight in the Pac-12. Ooh. Yeah. I picked Stanford in a pick em. Uh With the – what was it, 14? The line Against was big. Washington. The line was big. Yeah, it, I just – they're running the slow mesh this year like uh, Wake Forest is. And so I'm banking on the fact that it's hard to defend and, and maybe it'll keep it close for a little bit. And I, I'll be honest, part of me is like, are we sure Washington is this good? And I maybe I just need to see it for like one more game hey, before I totally Speaking of coaches, it. like the opinion of coaches changing uh, that we were talking about way at the beginning of the, this podcast, I have the ultimate example of that, David Shaw. Oh, dude, you want to talk about a guy <laughs> that had a way higher ceiling than Matt Campbell, like in theory, <laughs> he would have been ago, the top. Like, yeah, people loved him. He would have been like Nebraska, if whatever four years ago, whenever it was, uh, Nebraska fans would be like, we'd never have a shot, never even a shot at him, right? Mm-hmm. I think that when we did Frost versus the World, I think that David Shaw made it to the Final Four back in 2017. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. And now people love he's not David even. Shaw not, I mean, then. not even mentioned. Is, is yeah, a, they have really passing fallen off the face of the earth. Really fallen off. Which is it's crazy. Still the same guy, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it seems Which gets like, to I'm your point to about not going week to week with these things. Yeah, I heard, I, I heard this week, actually, I was listening to a, a college football pod, and, and Stanford came up. And, and what was the beginning of the end for them was uh, uh, their strength coach left. Yeah, so, And so, you know, remember how physical – they were a physical-ass football team. And that guy left, and they were still trying to play the same style, but they were not built the same way anymore. And so what was to their advantage became to their detriment, and that is why Stanford finds themselves where they are uh, right now. But, man, that guy – yeah, he, uh, he was always on the list for, like, NFL jobs. He was he was the, right. the, he the was coach the that the hot, NFL wanted for He was years. the hottest commodity in college football, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they got better in a way after Harbaugh left. Like he, they won the conference a couple times. They went to the Rose Bowl. Okay, find yeah, that. Now, well, hold I mean, on, find that strength coach. Find him. Open the checkbook. And find bring Dave, David Shaw to Nebraska. Shaw, bring him here. Run that offense. Ma- fans will be fans will be joyous about that offense. I mean, we mm-hmm. were we we were talking earlier about uh, you know somebody running an offense that uh, who were we talking about earlier about an offense that Nebraska fans would love. David Shaw would run exactly that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. People, oh. I mean, that you have to do a little bit of a sales job and be like, okay, so why have you been so bad? If you're this good coach, why have you been so bad? And I'm sure he could talk himself around and be like, well, I mean, I was at Stanford and it's really hard to recruit, you know. We can't get, bring in transfers like at other schools. The admission standards are high, yada, yada, yada. But, 
Man, they fell off. This is this isn't gonna happen, but like what if all out of nowhere, you know, in in two months, it was like David Shaw is gonna get the job. How dis uh, how I don't know if disappointed is the word, but how bad of a hire do you think that would be? I don't like me personally? Yeah. I could talk I could very quickly talk myself into it. Very quickly. <laughs> I'd be like, well, he was at Stanford, it's a hard job. It's a hard job at Stanford. And then I'd be like, Who's that strength coach? Bring him back. Uh yeah yeah like find, whatever find find Shaw. that dude where did he go let's go look him yeah. up let's find him yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can figure it out that's good you that is the key that's the new uh that is the new key to the Nebraska coaching search is finding out where that Stanford strength coach went where the former Stanford strength coach is at. all right any any uh anybody wanna uh, uh, anybody on the chat want us to hit anything else here before we uh, do this Josh you got anything else we covered a lot of the stuff that we wanted to here. I think it's a guy named Shannon Turley. Where's he at? Oh wait, no. This guy this guy got fired. Who is the guy before Shannon Turley? I need to figure out who that guy is. I don't know. Okay. Find him. Yeah. Well, Where did he go? Did he just quit strength? Is he some kind no, of No, a- well, Shannon Shannon Turley seems to be I think he's the guy after the guy. I think he is the guy who got cuz he got this Shannon Turley guy got fired. So I need to find the strength coach before him, I think. Okay. So that's what I'm gonna look for. Good Lord, Kansas right. State is gonna. Uh, this is not a spoiler, but I think they're gonna score again. What? Before halftime. Jeez. Oh my gosh. What happened? How did they get the ball back? Uh, Oklahoma kicked a field goal. Oh, okay. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. What's happening? Uh, is Ohio State still rolling? Yeah, it's halftime. They're up thirty-one to seven. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. Hey, at least hey, you know what? At least it's not Nebraska. At least it's not Nebraska on national television in prime time losing in the horseshoe again. Like I said, like that happened. Remember that sixty-two to three game? That was bad. Bye weeks are amazing. I'd take another one next week. Can we uh, we got another one in like three weeks, don't we? Yeah, best dude. The best part about week zero games is the is the bye. Is you get two of them. I love it. Like it's- I know that no one wants a week zero game ever again, and that's fine. But man, I love I Boy, love the two by weeks. It's like it a, so nice. It's like a random Thursday off of work. Yeah, it is. It's like a re, it's a recharge. <laughs> you just get to watch games all day, unless yeah. you have family stuff to go to. Yeah, but yeah, otherwise, you just get to watch games all day. All right, let's say goodbye to the podcast audience. Uh, Josh, anything they should know here about? Yeah, the yeah. Club? Okay, a, a few things. Uh, if you were listening to the to this uh, at a later date, we appreciate you. If you would love to become a patron, I don't know if you'd love to become. If you want to become a patron, that's a better way to do it. Uh, go to patreon.com slash i eighty club. We are nearing now. We passed the sixty nine patron mark. Nice. <laughs> Did you see? We, we got are, a message uh, from the guy who bro- who broke it and apologized yes. to us. <laughs> yes. Somebody apologized to us for becoming patron number 70. We do God. appreciate, uh, we do appreciate the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the notice of that, uh, very on brand. It was Eric. Thank Yeah. Wanted to apologize to you guys. I was the 70th patron. Was I've hilarious. ruined everything. Eric, no need to apologize, but we are now the climb to 100 continues. And so if you want to become a patron, uh, patron, go to patreon.com slash I 80 club. What do you get? If you become a patron, well, we do normally when there are games, we do three podcasts a week, Saturday morning coffee show. We do Saturday night after dark, and then we do a a Monday night watch party during Monday night football. And by the way, that means a Cowboys game this week. Are you in for that? Are we, are you back? I'll do it. I I, look, we promised the people content. So content, I will give them the giants. Uh, They're going to know that I'm going to be, they're going to be out by two touchdowns by that point. Oh, I, I hope so. 
Um, so if you if you become one of those, you can you can join us live for these every single week on Discord. We have a great time. We have a, a great community that we have built up. So you can join us there. Also, if you can't join us live, no problem at all. You get your own private RSS feed, and you can download stuff immediately when it goes up. For example, tonight's will go up for the patrons right away on Saturday night. But if you are not a patron, you will get that on Sunday morning. So you get some benefits. We have a store now. We're selling merch, all that stuff, patreon.com slash i80. Mike and Cheyenne got himself one of those platinum coffee mugs. I oh, got awesome. I, I'm going to the merch store, too, and I'm going to – I'm gonna. Knock a few things out. I think Josh I cannot too. wait to have a coffee mug. I, and, that and, will be my Saturday morning coffee mug from now on. Guys, I hope you find the prices reasonable. They had an auto set, like us getting like big cuts in terms of mm. profit, and I took all that down uh, because that's not necessarily what we're no, – it's not at all what we're looking to do with that. So No, we just want some merch yeah. for folks. Yep. Exactly. And, and the only other thing I'd say to the podcast audience, even if you're not interested or you don't get Discord – Number one, I would say give it a chance, uh, as I think our people who are on Discord right now will attest. It's it's really unique, really different. But if you're never going to do it, that's totally fine, too. If you just want the podcast product, this that allows us to do it, essentially. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. If, yeah, if you just want to support us, you like what we're doing, we appreciate your support. Yeah. Um, you can uh, you can become a patron and like like Jack said, it allows us to do this on Saturday nights from seven to eight thirty, essentially. And All sometimes right. later. And next week, by the way, one more thing. Oh, next week. Next week. Are we doing because this? of so oh. two things. We'll have the usual Saturday morning coffee show, which yes. will be fun. That'll return. Yes. Um, yes. But because of the game time, it is a six thirty game. Um, and because of our our radio stations that we work for, we don't want to go up against our. I, I don't want to call them competition because it's in house. We don't want to go up against our stations. So. We are going we to do a watch-along. We don't want to provide competition. There we yes. go. We don't want to provide competition. Thank you. We're going to do a live watch-along. I have a soccer match to call at 6.30, so I'll be home by about 9. And so I will immediately run into my office, and I will hop on. So I'll, I'm hoping, Jack, I'm hoping this first half, first of all, takes like two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm hoping that I can do at least a quarter and a half. But we're going to watch the game together. And so it's going to be, it's going to be first come, first serve. And that means that there are only 25 Ooh. spots. We so might you need, want you know to, what, Josh? What's that? We're probably going to have to make that VIP only. VIP only? Yeah. I, that I works mean, for me. We, I, I want to give the VIP, the VIPs uh, something there. First and that come. will, that will, so, yeah, if you want to do that so you can get in. Um, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So let's that'll make a, be. I'll, I'll make a, I'll make a separate room or I'll, I'll, I'll whatever. Um, but yeah, I'll plan on getting on for the beginning of the second half. Okay, and yep. and then I'll join in immediately join when ASAP. I get home. Yeah, and so Ooh. because and so the reason the reason that we're gonna have to do VIP and the reason there's gonna be only twenty five people is because we're gonna watch the we're actually gonna watch the game so I don't get spoiled by it with you know watching it on my TV versus mm-hmm. Jack's. Like we're all gonna watch our computer screens together. Although so if, if you you're not join there, us, if you're not there at the beginning, we're gonna need a good feed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully, uh, somebody out out there, if you want to provide the uh, the stream, let yeah. us know, and uh, and we can do that. So that's coming up on uh, a week from tonight. That'll be Saturday, October first. Sign up. That'll be, be a, a part. That will be. That's going to be something else. I've watched one Nebraska game with Jack before. It is quite the experience. So what do we watch? I don't even remember. Oh, that Penn. That State was Wayne game. Nachos, the OG yeah. man, Penn State. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. 
All right. Hey, uh, we will see you later, podcasters. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, follow us on Twitter if you uh, don't already. And uh, make sure to sign up if you want to be a part of more of this. Have a good one, everybody.